0: It really prompted me to understand, God, if I could manifest all of this unconsciously, imagine what I could manifest into my life with with conscious awareness.
1: If you enjoy this podcast, visit femalebiohacker.com and be part of a special community of women looking to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. If you're tired of sifting through countless websites and books to find the answers to your questions about nutrition, fitness, hormones, mindset, spirituality, and biohacking, the search is over i've done the research for you and every week we go live with in-depth masterclasses q a calls and monthly challenges to help you transform your life and when you join the collective you'll have access to a wealth of information including deep dive masterclasses and biohacking toolkits on our members favorites like metabolic flexibility gut health stress and resiliency and stepping into your most empowered self get access and be coached by me and my team and level up your health career and life all for less than a dollar a day go to femalebiohacker.com or click the link below to get started and i'll see you on the inside my friends, happy Valentine's Day. Today, I am sending you so much love. And in this Bite Size Biohacks episode, we're gonna be talking about self-love and why that is the key to success. It's really the key and foundation to anything that you want in life. It all begins with self-love and self-compassion. And I know that might be hard to hear right now. Um, for me, I went through a period when I was really depressed and there was so much self-loathing, but I think it's something that you need to learn Over time, and really just think through your thoughts and be compassionate with yourself. And so today is about celebrating you on this Valentine's Day. And I'm going to be sharing a clip from my interview with Amanda O'Reilly. That is a fantastic episode, it was hugely popular. It's episode 179, where we talk about self love, self worth, and also. Manifestation and the Law of Attraction and Law of Vibration. So, if you want to go back and listen to the full episode, it's episode one seven nine. But now, let me share this short clip. A lot of people don't really understand what worthiness is, Um, and that's obviously a a big goal of yours to help uh, women and children and just anyone really appreciate and honour themselves. How would you describe? knowing your inner worth and and why that's so important.
0: So it's something that I struggled with understanding and I am going to be 50 this year. And it took me to the age of 44 to understand that self-worth is actually how we feel about ourselves. It has nothing to do with what other people think about us. And I think that's the great misconception. Um, It's about how it, we decide, we decide how worthy we are. I mean, we were given worth at birth. Our creator gave it worth, gave us worth at birth. And so it's something that we own. It's not something that we have to earn. And when I understood that it really changed the trajectory of my life because I was so addicted to the do of life, hustling to validate my worth if I do this, then I will be worthy of love. If I do that for this, that, you know, but we're human beings, we're not human doings. And I think that this is the, the thing that we, women in particular, I think fall into that trap where we believe that we have to do, and we attach our worth to our productivity. And I think that that was something that was really prevalent during the pandemic, where we had nowhere to go. And a lot of people were starting to sort of question their worth and value because of the meaning that they attach to it or they attach it to productivity and having to do something as opposed to just knowing that you were born worthy. It's our birthright. It's, it's not, it's not something we have to hustle for.
1: Mm. No, I love that. It's so true. And I'll say to people actually, you know, when you, when you look at someone else and you're judging right that that sort of judgment you can place understand that you are judging yourself at the same time because we were we always reserve the harshest judgment for ourselves and I think when you start to build that awareness in of how am I looking I love I think I don't know if it was Gabby Bernstein that posted you know today I shall judge nothing that occurs and actually sometimes when you just live by that mantra uh, I try as much as I can you really start to understand where in your day you're calling these things in and and that compassion that you actually don't have for yourself and it was a huge thing for me in overcoming clinical depression and it was one of my therapists that pointed it out to me I think I was given a book to read by them actually the the compassionate mind or something and I was like what like self compassion? it had never occurred to me because as you say I'd been conditioned through childhood that you had to work hard and I had to get certain grades and then move on and then I went to law school and became a lawyer and it was just like this gravy train of moving out moving out then eventually making partner and when I then had my kids I'd made partnership and and decided to depart from that. My best friend said to me when I was thinking about leaving law, she was like, well, how much is your self-esteem wrapped up in being a lawyer? And I was like, you know it's not of course it's not it can't be in any way completely denied it but i do think you know there's a lot of reasons i think i experienced depression i think that was contributing and i i beat myself up immeasurably i was felt i was the worst mother you know that i you know what was i doing wrong and would my kids be better off without me and all these crazy things that were happening um and i think that we're not taught that at school right we're not taught to value ourselves and appreciate our inner worth. And yeah, I just think so we have a lovely conversation around I think how women can do that. I mean, what where, where do you think it starts? Because often until we draw attention to it, we've we've sort of missed the voice in our head that can be really nasty. You'd never say it out loud what what goes on, right? To somebody else.
0: Yeah. yeah. And as you said, it's conditioned. It it it, mm. it starts at a really young age where, you know, children, everything is we take everything literally. So, our, our parents are our greatest source of love. We have them on this pedestal. And so, if they are short tempered, if they are not tending to themselves, if they, we were talking about that earlier, my mother never exercised sort of self care. She never went to the gym. She was always last on the list. So, if her patients were short and she would react just out of sheer exhaustion or frustration, I didn't look at her being the problem. I then internalized it that. I am the problem, that there's something wrong with me. And so when you start, you know, to hear that more often, if we want to look at sort of the developmental stages, you know, even going from a newborn to, to a toddler, right? Everything is cute. we pee in our pants we poop in our diapers and it's like oh it's no problem oh you spilled milk oh, <laughs> yes. just let me clean that up for you but then when you're like two what are you doing pooping in your pants you're supposed to, and then it's like that shame it's like mm. oh my god i am bad right and and i am and as opposed to i did something bad it's we internalize that to i am bad i made mommy mad and so i need to condition myself to be this way in order to be worthy of love and so mm-hmm. as women, especially, right, we then it's a whole conditioning and we, we learn what things will get us love and attention and affection. And we also learn what things will have love taken away. And we don't want to get kicked out of the tribe and we we're wired for connection. So what happens is, is that we then change ourselves and we chameleon in order to be accepted. And that continues, you know, all through school, through high school, right? You're trying to fit in as opposed to, you know, just being uniquely who you were born to be. Half of us don't know. It took me halfway through my, well, no, like in the last couple of years, really me understanding that I had a choice and I got to decide who I wanted to be in my story. I was like, how did I miss the memo on that? Right? Because we're used to I'm going to do this and I'm going to make my parents proud, or I'm going to do this and it's going to be acceptable. And so this is the way most of us have, have lived life. And then we get to midlife. This is where midlife crisis comes in where people then are understanding that actually I I get to have a say in my own life, right? We want to talk about energetic alignment. We want to talk about, you know, what feels good. When we start to really care more about how we feel Which again, you know, people can say, and I like to say I'm in the business of promoting selfishness and it's it's to care more about self, because if you're full, then everybody around you will benefit. Mm. If you are in lack, you're in dehydration.
1: Mm. What prompted the shift for you? You were saying there that it was around the age of 44 that you really realized that you had a choice in this. Um, often it's kind of a a life event isn't it that just changes and really if we could help more people prevent that from happening right it shouldn't have to be a life event Um, what what sparked this shift in you and were you always into sort of spirituality studying universal laws or was it around that time that you kind of started to look at it?
0: Listen, I I grew up Catholic. I grew up oh, fearing, <laughs> I, you know, but but it was a fear. Like yeah, I feared same God, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my God, I'm going to live in purgatory, and I and 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 I'm so I, I I feared all these things. So I wasn't really connected to sort of myself. Even I didn't even understand that I had a self. <laughs> so the, the the what was taught was was more fear based. Um. So about five years ago, I had the biggest rupture of my life. In essence, I was in a long-term relationship and my relationship blew up. Um, And in the same week, my son, who I had raised as a single mom, basically said, I'm out of here too. So I lost everything that I thought gave me worth and value. I was no longer going to be somebody's wife. And for the time being, I was no longer somebody's mother. And everything that I thought gave me worth and value was taken away from me. And I had to figure out who I was outside of the roles that I would play and outside of the titles. And I, you know, really decided to surrender and marinate at rock bottom because I realized that I was the common denominator in all the situations that weren't working. Um, And I really surrendered and I got a coach and really kind of went down the personal development rabbit hole at that time. And for me, she said to me, you have an unworthiness issue. And I was so offended. I was I'm like an overgiver. I'm a people pleaser. I'm not unworthy. And when I really understood what it was when I had no value of self, I had completely abandoned myself for somebody else. Um, it really prompted me to understand, God, if I could manifest all of this unconsciously, imagine what I could manifest into my life with with conscious awareness.
1: Thank you for listening to today's show and for your interest in health optimization for high performance. If you're new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that you can get a free health score and report complete with personalized recommendations on how to optimize your sleep, nutrition, fitness, and resilience in the top link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Links to everything we talked about are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for more.